but the thing that links them both, spend optimization and progress on diversity, is data. You cannot manage what you do not measure. You know, that's a fundamental theory of process improvement and innovation. So I'm pleased today to have Raj Goyle on. He is the CEO and co-founder at Bodala. Welcome, Raj. Thanks very much, Josh, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to jump right into it. And let's just start off, um, if you could give a little bit about your background, how that ultimately led to you founding the company. So uh, I am uh, I am an unusual, uh, uh, my background is, I guess, unusual for a tech CEO, that's for sure. So I was a civil rights lawyer, a human rights lawyer, and then I went into public service and ended up being a state legislator in the state of Kansas. Uh, and then I, the voters uh, involuntarily retired me uh, when I ran for the U.S. House in 2010. Uh, I am a Democrat. I was out in Kansas. I ran against, uh, it was the worst year in Democratic history. So I uh, lost that race to our just departed Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. And that was 10 years ago. And I moved to New York. And I've been here 10 years and very much a New Yorker. Uh, my wife and two children are here. And so Bodala, we started about, we went to market about five years ago. And we have become the leading company in legal spend analytics. So what that means, Josh, is that we are not uh, document management, outsourcing, staffing, arbitrage. We do something that the venture capitalists would call we are a category creator. And the category we've created is to give insurance carriers, which is one of our largest verticals, other entities and corporates, analytics and insights on what they should be spending on their outside law firms. Can you maybe uh, tell us a little bit kind of how you view how you fit in, in into this sort of the broader insure tech landscape? Absolutely, Josh. Well, it's funny. One of the things I often say is that an insurance carrier is really nothing more than a collection of legal contracts. You know, an insurance carrier doesn't make anything. You're not, you're not selling a tangible product. And so legal and the enforcement of contracts of policies is the genetic makeup of the insurance industry. And so the reality is, Josh, the insurance industry really is managing its law firm outside spend not so differently than it was doing it in the 1980s. And there are, of course, more systems and there's computers and there's the Internet. But by and large, the insurance industry still is not using data-driven metrics to ensure that they are optimized on that outside counsel spend. And that's the, pro- that's the pain point we solve. Gotcha. So in, in terms of sort of the genesis of starting this business and kind of, you, you know, given your, your background and everything else, I mean, what was sort of the aha moment or made you recognize yeah. that this was a, a, a problem and, 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 and want to turn your attention to it? I, I, I personally, um, a little bit as corny as this sounds, got into public service and politics because inefficiency offends me. The more that you can do in a in a more efficient manner for the greater amount of people means people live better lives. And at its highest form, that's what government and that's what public service and the political system should be creating. I think we can all stipulate that we're not there right now in this country and probably anywhere in the world right now. But the reason why I also see it as a very direct uh, conti- uh, continuity between public service and my old life and this technology business and my passion and love for Bodala 
is that the legal industry is a massive, massive fail. So, you know, we don't really give legal services to the poor. Uh, the middle class are basically afraid uh, of the legal system because it's just expensive. And the rich get ex- obnoxiously priced legal services. And so it ends up in this real big um, societal fail in a way in which you have a, basically a self-guarded, gilded class and profession that really kind of in- does incumbency protection. And at the same time, they're not meeting the needs of our society. You know, lawyers talk to lawyers, and there's not really a third-party intervention. Even in a C-suite, the CEO and the board say, oh, well, we just got to kind of do whatever the general counsel says or whatever my law firm says. And so as a result, we as an economy and as a society have a very immature, embryonic conversation about the way that legal services are delivered in our country and in our economy. You know, whether it's the legal industry, whether it's Wall Street, you know, I think people would argue tech, you know, particularly when you get into some of the, uh, you know, investing side of of tech. Do you have broader thoughts? Not that this was intended to be a call about diversity, equity and inclusion, but you know, <laughs> do you have any thoughts about sort of, the, you know, how this can drive transformation in those areas? Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you mentioned diversity and inclusion uh, because, One of the things I'm most proud of at Bodala is that we are, for a a relatively young technology company, certainly one of the industry and professional thought leaders in the law about diversity. Personally, I was very active on that issue when I was at Harvard Law School in the late 90s. My wife happens to be an equity partner, a woman of color at a top Wall Street law firm. Uh, I, of course, also am somebody who's of color, and so it, it, it speaks to something that I have a great passion around. And my co-founder as well, um, Kathan Javeri, you know, we spent a lot of our time and effort on this issue. And I'd say the reality, Josh, is that in the law, I'm going to venture a guess that I think the lack of progress on diversity in the law is most galling in the law compared to any other white collar profession. Law firm performance and behavior on diversity is disgusting. It's pathetic. It's hypocritical. Um, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Right. And the reason is because all the things I mentioned a few minutes ago, Josh, you have an, an you have a clubby guild, self-regulated that does that really is about profit maximization. And so law firms don't do anything unless their clients make them. And sadly, the general counsels of the world and corporate America has been so so deferential to their law firm vendors that they've let them get away with this. And so now what happens is in the law firm world, Josh, your first year, your second year, I think law schools are now majority female. And so in the first, second, third year associate ranks, it's pretty diverse. By the time you get to the eighth, ninth, tenth year when you make partner, guess what? It's country club demographics. And and shockingly, why? Because you have to have a mentor who who people feel comfortable with. Uh, There's problems with origination credit. So we do believe that data... And data analytics can finally be the things that be the thing that cuts the Gordian knot and actually moves progress uh, on this issue because none of the tactics so far have done anything on the topic. Right. Is the premise then that by um, you know helping to uh, in, in empower these carriers or the legal departments within in the carriers to optimize their spend, then it's going to sort of force force change um, or 
is it two separate things kind of, you know, there's, there's gotta be efforts to promote diversity and inclusion within the legal industry. And then there's opportunities to create spend optimization or are you, are you somehow trying to link the two? They are very much linked because at the core of it, Josh is data. You can't do one without the other. Now, the, the pain points and the journeys that our clients and the carriers want to go on is obviously up to them. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll leave the names out of it, but I've literally sat across the conference room table where people have said, ah, that diversity stuff, you know, yes, we believe in it, but we're not going to spend any money on it. So, you know, I'll leave it to a different podcast as to the authenticity of how corporate America is actually activating on diversity. I remain optimistic that they mean it, that they can actually make meaningful change. But the thing that links them both, spend optimization and progress on diversity, is data. You cannot manage what you do not measure. You know, that's a fundamental theory of process improvement and innovation. And true innovation means if you're at a carrier, for example, how do you actually know that the law firms you're using are delivering their services in the most efficient manner for the good of your enterprise? Right now, it is actually very difficult to answer that question. And as you drive change management and innovation inside your enterprise, you have to do it in a data-driven way. And the entire legal edifice is set around qualitative survey, anecdotal use case conversation, as opposed to quantitative metrics. And, the, and lawyers, of course, will tell you all day long, oh, you know, it, it, this is something special. It's a snowflake. And what I like to joke about is that, you know, lawyers will argue if you say, hey, that's apples and oranges. If you put two apples on the table, they'd say, well, that's a red apple versus a green apple. I mean, a lawyer will argue you to the death. And the reality is that because of big data, because of the AI and the innovations that Bodala and others are pushing, you can finally call, you can finally compare apples to apples. You can truly compare like matters and then have insights so that carriers can say, ah, I can see predictively what's happening and I can make smart judgments and uh, decisions based on that. So I think... You know, one of the issues for some of the, the 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 other, say, SaaS companies that are that are trying to bring technologies to market is that some of the companies sort of force them through that innovation group, and there may be a disconnect between the innovation group and the heads of the various business lines. So I'm I'm curious, would you have any lessons you know learned from from your journey that maybe some of these companies that that feel bottled up in the in the area, how to how to how to connect with the business lines. For us, our best progress has happened when we did establish either through our network, through client referrals, where we just ended up, as you said, with a direct line to that buyer. And I'll tell you, one of the largest carriers, you know, uh, one of a top ten carrier that we're very obviously thrilled to partner with for almost going on our fourth year. Uh, I think it began with a cold email. Um, I don't really have any advice except except to say be very self-aware of, of when you're in the petting zoo and make sure that, you know, perhaps people who run the petting zoo can get you over to the actual buyers. And, of course, there's some really smart people in that petting zoo and in that in those innovation labs, and they'll give you good in feedback to make your product better and also give you, you know, one of the things that um, – Mapping an organization, particularly in insurance, is so very vital. You know, uh, really knowing, like in our in our little neck of the woods, 
some general counsels have both have claims and general corporate spend underneath uh, him or her. Sometimes that is a complete separation of church and state, and yeah. those people never interact. So for us at Bodala, those are the kind of things that we get discovery on very, very quickly. So, you know, I suspect what happens is a lot of vendors come in and they say, oh, the insurance world, oh, they're so rich, they're billions of dollars, let's go get some of those dollars, but they don't probably establish credibility. And this was with us early on, we took some early pitches, we didn't know the industry at the time. We now are very expert in insurance legal. And, you know, I'll, I'll say it immodestly, I don't think another tech company knows it as well as we do, but that took time for us. Yeah, well, Raj, just appreciate your willingness to put some stakes in the ground. Uh, not everybody will do that. So <laughs> I, I admire that. And uh, again, it's Raj Goyle, CEO and co-founder of Bodala, and appreciate having you on. Thanks, Josh. Take care.